Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. I'm Alpha. We can be as badass as we want. We now live in a nation where doctors destroy health, lawyers destroy justice, universities destroy knowledge, governments destroy freedom, the press destroys information, religion destroys morals, our banks destroy the economy, the inability to defend on all of these fronts, be it voter suppression. And you can go down the line. You can go down the line. Good evening. I'm Alpha. This is the Alpha Show. Now, the master of common sense, take no prisoners in politics and game making. The man from Chicago who's got their numbers. This is Advanced Urban Political Talk Radio with Alpha. Here's Alpha. can't get it legitimately, he takes it. I think I think I was on mute. I've got a from someplace I have this I have this cold. I hope it's that's all it is, it's a cold. But uh, I almost had to cancel this show. Excuse me. But uh I could be coming down with something. Oh, my goodness. What the hell? Nothing is right. I just made it to the board and opened my board up a minute and four seconds before showtime. That's how That's how bad whatever this is I'm feeling is haunting me. But nevertheless, let's proceed. I... Um, I can't help but mention the things that have been happening. We won the two seats in Georgia, and that just that's just infuriated them more. They never go home. Remember, I'm telling you this again. I've told you this over and over and over again. Republicans never go home. They'll lose an election, and then they'll be doing something else just as insidious as stealing an election. And that's what they're here now. They're they're looking to pilfer one of the Democrats to come over and be a Republican. What they are offering him, I have no clue. But um, Joe Manchin, and I mentioned that in December, that Joe Manchin would be the deal breaker. Joe Manchin would stop Democrats 
with the progressive agenda. I don't care what Joe Biden wants to pass. Joe Manchin will not go along with it. He's going to go along with Republicans. He went on Fox. He said as much, and that's that. So why are the Democrats so timid? So timid when it comes to adding five or ten Supreme Court justices. Why are they so timid to engage these Republicans in this political fight? I, I I just don't understand it. And oh, by the way, uh, 516-666-9516 is the number that I can be reached. If you have an opinion, somebody will have to have an opinion sometime this evening because I'm... Um, I'm basically out of gas when it comes to when it comes to this uh why can I get in? <laughs> I can't get into my into my own chat room. Oh well. Complain about it? Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm not even gonna complain about it. Maybe, maybe it's me. This is, this is crazy. (laughs) This is out and out crazy. I can't seem to get a grip. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I guess it was me. But um, um, take note of the things that are happening and in which direction. You know, when I speak to you all about messaging, all the things that Donald Trump is doing is to destroy democracy, to benefit Vladimir Putin. And I don't see anyone in the media speaking of just how this benefits Vladimir Putin. And oh, by the way, um, all these people <laughs> that have uh, that entered the uh, Capitol building—they're just taking selfies and or and, and you see, this is. This is where white privilege comes in. They're not worried about getting arrested and getting prosecuted. Nothing's going to happen to them once you arrest them and take them to jail and go in in the court and get a fine and get slapped on the hand. Nothing's going to happen to them. They're not Black Lives Matter. They're white privilege. Inc. And that's the problem. They out there on the phone. They, you know, this is where 
all of these department heads at the Pentagon when they changed them. The requests for National Guard, they need to investigate who denied D.C. police that backup. Who denied it? And I would bet you dollar to a donut it was one of these new loyalist appointees of Donald Trump. He chopped off the heads of all of these Pentagon departments and um, he can shortchange and cripple the Biden administration. You know, Joe Biden, he's not looking to <clears throat> prosecute these people, but he should. He should be he should be looking to prosecute the hell out of them. Especially especially after the death toll from this back from this virus. 4,111 people died. The day before, it was 3,700. The day before that, it was 3,200. Excuse me. And I believe I'm catching something. I got the chills. I got a runny nose and coughing. Oh, and I... I got to tell you, it won't come out good if I caught this virus. It's over. It's got to be over. I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to talk to you this evening, too, about these monuments that are going up. And um, I, I, I come across a good piece about these monuments and how they're being sold as history and heritage. And that's just code for hate. That's just code for hate. I have to... I have a 200 company. <laughs> Cold fish. Okay. Last chance. <clears throat> Play this little clip for you. And I call it monument. That allege there are issues in the production and distribution of the company's COVID-19 vaccine. Pfizer is not having any production issues with our COVID-19 vaccine. And no shipments containing the vaccine are on hold or delayed. This week... We- that does not sound like the, what I thought I downloaded in the monuments, but we shall soldier on. <laughs> I guess I have to uh, find that and deal with it later. But um, I'll move on. <clears throat> the breach of the Capitol. The people in there talking about hang Mike Pence, Trump has turned on him, and now he's sending the hootlums 
just like a mob boss. He don't want to leave any loose ends, so he sent the boys there to capture and hold Mike Pence, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and Mitch McConnell. Now, I have I have a theory here. Donald Trump will step down on the 19th, which will make Mike Pence president, and Mike Pence will pardon him on their way out the door. But the way he's treating Mike Pence, Mike Pence might be holding on to that, and once he becomes president, not pardon Trump, and leave him to the devices that he uh, he is trying to escape with the pardon. He can't escape the state charges, and that's you know that stands in his way. The state charges are just that state charges. So that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna be a hell of a a hell of a day. Twelve days left. Actually, eleven days and two hours and forty-two minutes. So the clock is ticking. Tick tock, tick tock, and the closer it gets. Do, do, do you all remember when we were looking at, you know, in September, we were counting months and weeks, and now we're down to days. And pretty soon, the days will dwindle into hours. And it feels so good. And it depends on how much damage he's going to continue to do before he goes out the door. His rage will be such just he came and he put up this uh, hostage video where he looks like a hostage and it was carefully written up for him and he didn't stray from the message so he looks like he's civil but uh, he's got a lot of explaining to do once he's out of office whether he gets a pardon or not if he gets a pardon subpoena him to the grand jury and then make him talk about Russia. And then as president, you can release those transcripts. But if you impeach him again, you can, he cannot run for president in 2024. He can never seek another office that could be in that impeachment, too, because it doesn't matter what he does. His followers will run to him. I don't care what he does. we got to uh, keep in mind this man is simply a monster. He will break all of the laws, all of the rules, and no one will have gotten next to him. 
I would hope that uh, New York, Letitia James, and Cyrus Vance will get a hold of him. Man, I don't know what this is I've caught. It's not treating me well. I'm trying to take care that I don't lose my my smell or my taste. So to make sure I run over here to the refrigerator. <laughs> That's one way to make sure you don't lose your taste. Keep eating. I got no problem with that. I'll just keep eating. Just to see if I still have taste. And the sound you hear is only the sound of the low spark, high heel boy. No, no, no. That's the sound of my chair. He should. <laughs> he should lose his. His, his lifetime pension and his $1 billion travel budget. That's a damn shame. And uh, the article that I posted on Joe Manchin not voting for the $2,000 stimulus, Joe Manchin is worth $7 million. The $2,000 stimulus will help 70% of his constituents. He's voting against it. He's voting against his constituents. And that should be a campaign point against Joe Manchin. It makes absolutely no sense. But they've pissed, uh, they've pissed Lisa Murkowski off. And she said she might <laughs> she might go to the Democrats. That would just be a fifty fifty split. Period. But if she goes over to the Democrats, um, Joe Manchin will still vote with Republicans. <laughs> How does the saying go? That's why we can't have nice things. (laughs) That's why we can't have nice things. 516-669516. The Georgia runoff, Warnock and Ossoff, they have won, I would say, Beyond the 0.5 that calls for a recount, as a matter of fact, uh, Purdue has already conceded. It's the mermaid who has put a, has not conceded yet. I guess she's waiting on Donald Trump to tell her to concede. But Warnock is not waiting for her. Warnock is uh, claimed victory and. You have to stand in the line. Oh, my God!
she was uh, she seemed to be real real pissed off about her loss. But hey, you lost your loss. Get with the program. And uh, just try not to whine so much on your way out the door. Because um, the these um, these stories continue to come in. Michael Cohen has crawled out from under his rock. And now he's cooperating with multiple government agencies investigating the Trump family. Uh, These stories are just over and over and off the chain. Even Rupert Murdoch, even Rupert Murdoch of Fox News has calls for Trump to resign. I say I say stay in that territory. Don't let him chase you out, Donald. Did you did did anybody see the the those the shot that killed the that killed the woman that was shot in the neck? It was gruesome. Let me put it like that. Just gruesome. But you out there in harm's way, you was jumping up and down. And I got a question here. Somebody somebody with uh, with uh, some legal background, why is it that there were people killed in that storming of breach. Why didn't why did someone be in charge with uh, murder? You know? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I am just sick. I want to play this for you because I must, must take a break. I just hope break is not bad. Two liars, two frauds on divergent paths since the 26th of September reunited today. Donald Trump liar and Amy Coney Barrett liar. The story of the judge who has already decided the case in her mind and the start of her Senate hearing, also known as Super Spreader the Sequel, in a moment. First, so Trump says he is now immune from COVID-19. Quote, I can't get it and can't give it. Regeneron has cured him. Cured him of what? He's still a psychopath. 
He is still negligently or deliberately a mass murderer. He's still lying and still having his doctor put out lies, deliberate, easily disproved lies about Trump's condition that should cost that doctor his Navy commission and his license as a physician. Because only one of these two things can be true. There is either no test that shows the presence of COVID-19, but tells you you are no longer capable of transmitting it, and Trump and Dr. Conley are lying about how you can get a virus that is currently infecting more than 50,000 Americans a day, a virus that is currently the dominant life form on this planet. Or there is such a test proving non-transmissibility, and Trump is keeping it to himself and not letting anybody else use it. Oh, and the Regeneron thing, why does he keep mentioning this by name, trying to sell this stuff as a miracle cure for the virus, whose tightening grip on this country is entirely his fault, insisting he will give Regeneron to everybody free? It's a money scam. Another goddamn Donald Trump money scam, because there is always a goddamn Donald Trump money scam. The New York Times reported over the weekend that Trump pitched this bit of theater to his enablers. After walking out the door of Walter Reed Hospital, he would struggle for several steps. Then, thanks to Regeneron, slowly unbutton his shirt to reveal that under it he was wearing the logo of Superman. Am I making this up? I wish I were making this up. Instead, they settled for that video from the White House. You remember it? Trump pimping the experimental COVID drug manufactured by Regeneron, saying... I call it a cure, insisting he felt perfect, even as his eyes continued to look more shrunken and more empty than usual, and even as he continued to have trouble breathing and speaking, and even as they had to edit out something in the middle. The Regeneron video had everything but a 1-800 number to call. Order today, and you'll also receive this, my virus healing travel pillow. Won't cost you a nickel. There will be a small fee for shipping and handling. It's a scam, There is always a scam. As late as 2017, maybe in 2018, maybe in 2019, but certainly as late as 2017, one of the stockholders in Regeneron was Donald Trump. Regeneron, whose billionaire CEO is now worth $400 million more than he was last March, and who has been a member at the National Westchester Golf Club in Briarcliff, New York, owned by Donald Trump. Regeneron, which not three months ago received $450 million in Operation Warp Speed funding from Donald Trump. Regeneron, whose CEO went on TV yesterday touting his own drug that still hasn't been approved by anybody, and the alleged efficacy of which is based solely on how well Donald Trump is, when it looks like Trump has now colored his entire head, not just his hair, with Easter egg dye. You know, by the way, if you saw the Regeneron CEO on TV, it looks like he uses Easter egg dye, too, and he purports to be a scientist. Regeneron, whose stock price went up $50 a share a week ago and $6 more a share Friday and $3 today, even though they only have 50,000 doses of this stuff, whose spokesman says, sure, the CEO knows Trump, but that's just because they were neighbors. They never had regular contact or talked any business until this year when they started talking about COVID-19, the Regeneron scam is Trump trying to raise the stock price of his pal's company. By the way, what if somebody was pushing the other drug that Trump was unexpectedly given in the hospital and the company that makes it, Gilead, and it turned out that somebody also owned Gilead stock? Would that be a problem? Because you know who owned Gilead stock as recently as 2017? 
Trump. There is always a scam. If Trump were dying and the planet were literally blowing up as the lava spewed and the atmosphere burst into flames, Trump would turn to the body of the dead guy next to him and rifle its pockets to see if he could steal a $5 bill. There is always a scam. Speaking of scams and speaking of Gilead, this whole thing, of course, started in the White House Rose Garden on 26 September at the formal nomination of Amy Coney Barrett as an associate justice of the Supreme Court. You know, the little shindig where Trump might as well have urged all the attendees, hey, before you leave, gather around a little closer so I can give you your going away present. And sure enough, what happens at the judge's Senate hearing as it opened today? Senator Mike Lee of Utah, who, just like Trump, is pretending he is cured of COVID-19, even though he was symptomatic 24 hours earlier, shows up without a mask and without any social distancing. He says he has a note from the congressional physician saying he is not contagious, except he lied about this. And the note only indicated that Lee claims to be cured and claims to not be contagious and claims to no longer be symptomatic. And all I could think was, is the attorney general there by any chance? We will gloss past Judge Coney Barrett's opening statement. I will note it sounded like it was penned by somebody who thinks the greatest words ever written were their own at the start of fourth grade in the essay, What I Did on My Summer Vacation. We will go directly to the senator's opening statements. All the Democrats talk about protecting their constituents whose lives depend on Obamacare. All the Republicans talk about how dare the Democrats keep attacking the judge's religion. Except the only senators who brought up her religion were Republicans, the drowning Jody Ernst and the simpleton fop from Missouri, Junior Hawley. That's because try as they might to make it about her religion, the Republicans have failed to do so. This isn't about the judge's religion. I don't care if she's Catholic. I don't care if Joe Biden's Catholic. I was raised Unitarian. We care that you find some way to connect with the rest of the universe. Which brand you use, we do not care. But you would think that somewhere, someone besides Coney Barrett, who lets their faith erase their loyalty to the Constitution and the law, would have noticed the 34 COVID-19 infections and the four further infections that have broken out at the school her high school kids go to and had some sense, you know, that maybe this is a sign from God that he or she doesn't want her on the Supreme Court because she's a bald-faced liar. Just three years ago, the then-professor Coney Barrett was confirmed by the Senate to the U.S. Seventh Circuit Court. At no point in her conversations with senators, in the paperwork a nominee is required to file, at no point did she happen to mention the two times when she appeared as part of paid advertisements against abortion rights. In 2013, she signed her name to a newspaper ad that referred to, quote, the Supreme Court's infamous Roe v. Wade decision. In 2006, she signed her name to another newspaper ad that called for the, quote, end to the barbaric legacy of Roe v. Wade. That ad was produced by an organization that also called for the prosecution of any doctor who provided an abortion. That this is about Roe v. Wade is important, but it's not as important as the fact that Trump's flying Senate monkeys are trying to pack the Supreme Court during a pandemic with a judge who not only already made up her mind about the kind of case she is likely to have to rule on, but she had already made up her mind based on personal, not legal reasons, and she had already made up her mind and made her opinions public twice, and then she lied 
by omission in an attempt to cover up the fact that she has made up her mind and literally advertised her prejudice in two newspaper advertisements. She is a liar. This is... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I had to play that. I had to take a quick break. Uh, but uh, you you get the jets, don't you? She's a liar. She's <laughs> a liar. Did, uh, did anyone see the, uh, the Senate almost erupt in a brawl when one of the Democrats dared to call the Republicans liars? And they took offense to it and wanted, and when they couldn't get it taken down, they wanted to fight. <laughs> I tell you, you got to meet these people where they are. You got to fight them like they fight you. They hit you low, you hit them lower. That's something. It's going to take a great deal because as Trump leaves office, he has sabotaged the economy. We lost 184,000 jobs. That's the jobs report, a minus 184,000. And I didn't get the the uptick of uh, the unemployment figure. They simply didn't, well, I didn't get it. I didn't hear them give it. But um, this man is basically going to sabotage the economy and everything. Mitch McConnell and the Republican Party behind Donald Trump and all of this chaos try to remake themselves by repeating that they are for America and the Democrats will not continue to mention that they were siding with the abolitionists. They were siding with the um, uh, insurgents. You know, all this takes is some messaging from the Democratic side of the aisle, and yet they can never foster and muster up enough strength to get it. Stacey Abrams is the hero, and black women are the heroes in Georgia, just like black women were the heroes in Alabama. basic uptick of the votes in both venues was because of black women. And my number, the phone number even disappeared. 516-666-9516. Five six one. Welcome to the Alpha Show. Thank you for calling Truth Works Network. Hey Alpha, welcome to your 2021 season. Your first episode. Thank you for taking my call. Sorry you're not feeling so well tonight. 
No, I'm not. You might. You might have to play this out. <laughs> I'm not so sure. I'm uh, in the straightening y'all out um, pocket tonight, but um, I mean, I mean, call it to talk to you about two things. One was the violent attack, and um the insurgency against the American government that occurred on Wednesday by hundreds of uh white nationalist rioters and Trump supporters. Um you know, I, I don't know if people have watched a lot of the video of the the way in which uh, those that breached and got into the Capitol. I don't know if you've ever been to the Capitol. Um, no. Okay. Um, the Capitol is usually uh, a, a busy but very quiet place. Um People don't hang around the doors except for um, on the west side where there's a balcony and uh, tourists usually go up those stairs, take pictures, et cetera, et cetera. But from the balcony, you cannot get in. Um, the other is that there are huge megatrons, trons, um at the public entrance on the east side. Um, and all of that went the, the way of the wind on this attack. Um, you know, people are doing a lot of discussing about what happened to the protection of... Um, by the Capitol Police, which is a huge uh, law enforcement agency. In addition to since 911, the Capitol also has a contingency of federal police, which is another large law enforcement agency within the, the federal government and they report to Homeland Security. So uh, clearly the people, the law enforcement uh, personnel that was assigned to the House on Wednesday were outnumbered. There's no question about that. And the, 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 the issues that ought to be raised is why because of the rally that was going on and the president, the incitement. This is not the first time. Every rally that he has done, and and we need to also keep in mind that state houses across the country were being attacked by violent rioters on Wednesday as well. So that's one part, I think, of the important things that 
we need to really focus on. The other thing that I wanted to talk to you about is this uh, urgency that Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, uh, and many members of the House and Senate are pushing around the impeachment of this president. Um, And I think most people agree, who are not Trump supporters, agree that he is going to do something as egregious or even more egregious before January 20th. But what we ought to look... Uh, yeah, you know, what we ought to look out for are two things. In the impeachment, the House can impeach him on Monday or Tuesday. If they go outside of the normal procedure, there is another procedure where they simply can have a House vote, period, amen. Put him, uh, impeach him what? or not impeach him. Um, and a lot of the commentators have covered all of this. But we've got Mitch McConnell, who continues to support him despite what he has to say, um, and, and, and that is that Mitch McConnell has no reason to put the question in, uh, to start an impeachment hearing trial in the Senate, and he won't. He's already uh, issued a statement this evening that he won't. He, so, he issued a statement, a statement saying that he would do it on the 19th. Yeah. That'll help a lot of people. Right. <laughs> but here, here is the thing that I've been pondering all day and yesterday. Why can't the FBI arrest him? The guidance on uh, indicting a sitting president is clear, but the guide there is no guidance on arresting a president. That would be unfair. Which is different. <laughs> the FBI could, could very well, the FBI could very well detain him. They could arrest him. Um, they could charge him, but he can't be indicted. So, um, in these next five days, four days, how many, however many days we have left. There are things that can be done. I mean, uh, Elaine Chow and Betsy DeVos yesterday resigned from the cabinet because they are uh, cowards. And, you know, I, I think we have to even go back, Alpha, and ask the question, why would a politician sacrifice both their political standing, their their political standing in the eyes of their constituency, and why would they 
sacrifice their political reputation? And why would they risk being a target in an investigation for Donald Trump? And I'm talking about Mark Meadows. I'm talking about Kevin, what's his name? Kevin, give me the name. McCarthy. McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah. I'm 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 talking about Josh Howley, um, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, all Mike Pence, uh, who also needs to be impeached, but um, people are not paying attention to that right now. And 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 you have to ask the question: Why? Why have these people? continually, consistently, in the face of everything, knowing who he is, what he does, and they have supported him despite all of it. Somebody's got to answer that question. And it may, in my mind, start with an investigation of money. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, you know, Janice. I think that um, he's he's in the process of stealing money on his way out the door. Well, I, I'm, you know, um, none of us have any evidence about it, but I think it's a, um, you know, it, it doesn't escape our intelligence to speculate, and. I I have believed over the last three years since Rob Johnson and Mark Meadows and that whole contingency of representatives and senators spent Christmas in Moscow that they were the envoys. And they were the envoys on behalf of a lot of people picking up money from the oligarchs. because Deutsche Bank couldn't launder any more money into this country. I will always believe that. You know, and that and people can call it a conspiracy treatment, they can call it anything a far reach, uh whatever they want to call it. But there has to be a reason. Because these people a whole political party a strong political party has been put in jeopardy by this man. The Republican Party has no future. Not in this country. Well, maybe they can just because evaporate. The poor Trump people, the poor Trump supporters who went to, you know, I've been talking about the Civil War for how long? For two years? Well, that we're in that, kind that, of a cold, cold, cold Civil War, aren't we? Well, I wouldn't say it was a cold Civil War if you've got four, five people dead. How cold is that? Well, well look at well, all the people who died are Trump supporters. Yeah, I understand that. 
people on one side or the other die. Right. So you know, I I just I just think that in in this uh, a whole war, and then he made the political mistake of his political life today by telling these people to shut up and go home. Same people who were rioting for him on Wednesday. You know, because we're talking about people who don't have a lot of critical thinking processes going on. So today he says, I don't know you. I can't, I'm not claiming you. Go home. And Wednesday he was begging them to form an insurrection. Right. So the majority of those people are no longer his base. They're somebody else's base, and I don't know who that base is. It's certainly not Mark Meadows. It's certainly not Kevin McCarthy. It's certainly not Mitch McConnell, and it's certainly not Mike Pence. Well, what is he going to do to say, thrown him out off of Twitter and Facebook? Well, you know, Parler is uh, is their is really their home base, but, yeah, but Google and Apple have pulled pulled Parler app off their um, out of their stores, and by tomorrow, I think that Google. That that Parla is going to be in the same place where Twitter found itself today. These people don't want the liability of folks organizing to assassinate, to riot, to do any of these things that harm people. Now that five people are dead. And, that and so that, I mean that, that's the serious foundation um, basis of it all. Aside from us being disgusted and enraged, and you know, every time I hear somebody say that they they are stunningly enraged, I want to say, shut up! You should have seen, you knew it was coming. Everybody who pays attention knew what happened Wednesday was coming at some place or another. And that is why they put up the nine-foot fence. And, you know, Alpha, I also want to remind everyone that when a mentally ill black woman left Connecticut and drove to Washington, D.C., and she got lost, and because she was so having such a mental illness, uh, because of her mental illness, she went into the roundabout at the White House, and the Capitol Police gunned her down with her two-year-old in the back seat. Miriam Carey. 
I covered that for weeks. Yeah, she's she's right there in the longest black folks. They didn't hesitate. They didn't hesitate. I believe it was 20-some bullets that hit her car, that pierced her car. They never announced. And, And I had her brother on, and they never told the family just how many shots into her body. This is the reason why Michael Flynn and Donald Trump were discussing military presence. This is what they had planned to have in major cities all over this country. But Portland Portland government was smart enough to know it was coming and they had everything in place when they took over the Oregon um, State House. But you're telling me that the U.S. Capitol Police, the D- D.C. Police, and now, Alpha, the, the other piece of it is that they delayed calling in the National Guard so that it could happen and be over with by the time the guard arrived. That is how sinister Donald Trump and his minions are. And I, I don't understand. They're talking about they can't, can't arrest they, that Donald Trump. They have a House resolution for impeachment of Donald Trump, but there no no charges have been levied against. Donald Trump Jr. and Mark Meadows, who was cl- who has clearly over and over and over violated the Hatch Act, but he was also incite- inciting a riot on on Wednesday at the rally, and perhaps Alpha, it wouldn't have happened if they had stopped the hate rallies that Donald Trump had all over this country because he was organizing the people who showed up in D.C. on Wednesday. So that's why I, what I call I, the state. I do not, uh, I do not doubt any of that. And, that. and that's the problem. I believe, I honestly believe, I honestly believe that law enforcement, enforcement leans to, to the right. I believe that the local military leans to the right. It, it just, you, 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 you can't, you got no other explanation for it. Yep. But we've, we've been, we've been discussing for years now the, um, idea that local police departments and law enforcement state law enforcement uh agencies 
um, that the military has been infiltrated with these people, Proud Boys and Boogaloos and whatever else they call themselves. A bunch of crazy-ass crackers is what I call them. As you've seen, um, so has the state houses and the dread state. Mm-hmm. They're full of mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look last week. The Pennsylvania legislature refused to swear in a duly elected Democrat. Duly Black elected. Black guy. Re- refused to swear him in. I don't know his name, so I can't say what his name is. Um, but 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 I tell you, I I just um, you know, when people are becoming concerned, um, intelligence people uh, are becoming con- and national security people are becoming concerned about our vulnerability, both on. Um, um, a virtual attack by governments, as well as maybe a physical attack. Who knows? Uh, Vladimir Putin. You know, one of the things that Donald Trump has done as part of his role as a Russian asset is he has made the notion of democracy vulnerable because on the global stage America was seen as a perfect democracy now you and I know that that's not true but well Janice um I'll see it the way you see it. <laughs> I really do. I see it the way you see it. It just makes no no other rationale. I mean, one one of the unfortunate things is the the piece that the Capitol Police had not properly and appropriately prepared themselves for this. But when Black Lives Matters marches were going on in Washington, D.C., everybody was on standby. Everybody. And in the proper riot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and the other thing that I think the media is failing to do is to articulate and highlight the idea that these were the people during the Black Lives Matter marches and protests in the summer, these were the people who were looting and burning and tearing everything up. You know, and I, I've, I've just stopped laughing at the idea that Trump and his minions and his supporters keep pointing to Antifa. 
yeah. which is not an organization, which is is not. It's a it, it's a word. It's a term. It's an ideology. And all of the monitoring groups across the country can't point to any specific organization where the ideology is Antifa. They can't point to one person who's in charge. They can't point to a headquarters. All they can say is Antifa. That's right. And you have bonehead federal elected officials spewing that nonsense on yesterday. Matt Gates and Jim Jordan. You know, here here's here's something that I find so troubling, so um, so troubling is how can boneheads like Matt Gates just keep getting elected? He's got his constituency of boneheads. He's gerrymandered in. He's a, he's a lock. Um, Jim Jordan's uh, district is so clearly gerrymandered, and I think that that is one of the reasons that I have been calling for more referendum political activism because if you go into a district, I mean, there are rules about drawing districts. And all of these people, Matt Gates, Jim Jordan, um, Le- um, Lindsey Graham, all of their districts are clearly gerrymandered, that there has to be some continuity about the uh, on basis of the demo, uh, demographics and the geography. Those two things have to match in order to create a district. So... You know, all of these people who are running around hollering about America is destroyed, democracy is destroyed, start with some of the little things, like the districts. Start with uh, making sure that a guy like Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz are expelled from the Senate. Expelled. Mike they could have started. They could have started by not shooting. Mm-hmm. 126. They shouldn't have. They shouldn't have. They should have denied them seating. Well, as you as you've always said, Alpha, and I have really always appreciated it and 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 um, agreed about it that. Um, the Republicans play a vicious game of politics. The Democrats play a vacuous game of politics. The Republican game is full of 
lies, dirty lies, tricks, and more lies. Mhm, mhm. No policy. No policy except for hold down the deficit when Democrats hold power. Nope. So I don't know what America is going to do. And I'm mighty afraid that what needs to be done cannot be done in a weak infrastructure that's being created by Joe Biden. The other thing that I'm really concerned about is that the Democrats are going to, just as in the first term of the Barack Obama administration, they're going to blow the opportunity of having power in both houses by attempting some delusional form of bipartisanship. I don't know why they're looking for I'm concerned about that because... You know the thing is that there were there there must have been uh fifteen hundred people who breached the Capitol building yesterday, and they're never going to they've arrested um fifty three I think or thirteen or whatever it is. They're never going to find all of those people, and it would be a fool's errand to try and do it uh unless they bring in travel records and then um, put together a task force of the 50 states for state agencies, law enforcement agencies, to help them identify who these people are because they all look like a bunch of escapes from prison to me. But (laughs) um, what about about the ones in the other states? Who are doing the same thing And I don't know whether or not They group the capital In their state They were trying to do the same thing In other states This was a coordinated effort And if we could gossip a little bit Also If you look at the video Of how they just After It was all over inside the capital I mean I've I've just spent a lot of time uh, in in Senate buildings and offices and congressional offices, and I just can't imagine being trapped in these offices with floor after floor of carters and little carters and off. I mean, people must have been absolutely. I mean, they must have been absolutely uh, terrorized and traumatized uh, by having, if they couldn't get evacuated. And then the evacuation meant you were going on the outside. I'll I'll never forget that the morning of 9-11, I don't know what I was thinking, but um, I drove my car to the train station, got on the train, went downtown Boston, and I was walking up from the train station one block from the office, and something said to me, 
I know you're not going into that federal building and they just blew up uh, they just blew up buildings in this country. And I turned around and went into a coffee shop and had coffee. And then I thought, I know you're not going to go get on public transportation. And I called Stephen, and he came and picked me up. I mean, so this is nothing to play with. Those people, they found three uh, pipe bombs on Wednesday. Two in the building and one someplace else. I don't know where the other place was. I think it was in, uh, I can't remember, so I won't say. Well, one of them had um, 11 Molotov cocktails in his car. Mm -hmm. And to tell you how vile, I mean... I mean, I, I, I'm 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 not reluctant to say it, and I say it pretty loud. To tell you how vile these races are, vile is a pre pretext to racist. They smeared excrement all over the walls in the Capitol building. They stole Clyburn's computer. They stole Pelosi's laptop. And and I'm convinced, I, I really am convinced, if they had come up, if they had been able to get to some of those people, Ilharm, Ilhan uh, Omar, um, yeah. AOC, yeah. that they would have taken those people hostage. But one of the things they did not understand is those people don't have offices in the Capitol building. Clyburn does, Pelosi does, Schumer does, Mitch McConnell does, Mike Pence does, but they are pretty much hidden. They're places for members to go while they they wait for votes. You know the you've heard about the famous coat room at the Senate. Right. 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 So, um they were evacuating people onto the street not understanding that if those people had been identified as federal employees, officials, whoever they could have been attacked. So, um, you know, I mean, I worked in a in a, in a federal building for uh, twenty three years. Even protest lines of five six people downstairs in the plaza whether you were at the Department of Justice or wherever you were, the federal police took it seriously. They would detain people and check bags if they, if they even looked suspicious. I remember that 
um, at one time, there was many years ago, there was a tenant organization, a, a, a public housing tenant organization, and they have four people out there protesting something about the Section 8 program, and they had like 15 federal police. And one of my staff people came upstairs and told me, and I went downstairs, and I said to the captain of the federal police, this is ridiculous, it's three old people, (laughs) what are you doing? And I took them upstairs to the HUD office. So, um, I mean, but they do, they take it seriously. What happened yesterday was they were outnumbered because somebody, somebody collaborated with somebody else. And I hope they all go to jail. It was, it's it's clear to anybody who saw any of those videos, Alpha, that permission was given. And there was one poor federal police or capital police. He was caught. I don't know if you saw that video. He was caught in the door. And this, this, yeah. this, and these rioters, maybe about a hundred of them, were pushing to open the door, and his shoulder was caught in between the two, the the double doors, and they just kept pushing. And he was screaming in pain. So, um, but nobody can say they're surprised. And if I were the President of the United States of America tonight, or if I were the Director of the FBI, or if I were the Deputy, notice you haven't heard anything from DOJ. Jay Rosen is going to do nothing. He's going to charge anybody. He's going to try to investigate anybody. And he's holding Chris Ray back from doing anything. But if I were the director of the FBI, if I were the president of the United States, a whole bunch of people would have heads rolling. And it wouldn't be sufficient just... The, the the captain of the the chief of police the chief of the capitol police he took he took the hit he resigned but he won't lose his pension none of them will lose their pensions and the 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 hardest thing for me is that Donald Trump will not lose his pension even if he is uh, charged in New York or even if he is charged under uh, federal law, he will still, if he's not impeached, he will still get his pension and his $1 million a year travel budget. I think he's going to get impeached. Just like How do you think it's going to happen? He's, he's going to get impeached a second time. 
And you know, they don't give a damn whether or not the Senate votes on it. They just want him impeached for the second time because then they can mess with his pension and he can't run again. Well, you see, here here's the problem, and I'm going to be dealing with this on my show tomorrow night about how white criminals are viewed differently, how crime that is committed by white people is viewed differently, no matter what he has done, no matter how much disdain those mem- those members of the Senate are, he he will not be removed. For uh, for an impeachment, he ain't going nowhere to the twentieth of January. He got twelve days, Janet. Eleven days, an hour and forty minutes. Uh huh. That's all. That's all. After that, just get that impeachment in and let it go like that. And hopefully the impeachment can keep him busy long enough so he can't pardon the world. Well, uh, he might do that tomorrow. I, I, I suspect uh, that he might do that tomorrow because he sees the writing on the wall. And um, what's his name? Cipollone, Cipacone, Cipolloni. His the the White House lawyer. Oh, I the one who wrote that speech he gave last night. Oh, I I know he's talking. Yeah. So. he may um he may do the pardons tomorrow. Yeah, something that'll try to knock off the uh the calls the growing calls for him to resign. He'll do something else dastardly. And they'll still call his resignation. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope you feel better, um, um, Alpha. I do. Yeah, I, I, I want to thank you for calling and holding my hand because um, I got to tell you, I've I, I, I sat here and almost fallen asleep. That's how bad I feel. So, wow. Well, I'm your boss, and I'm telling you that if you need to close out early, um, I will understand. Okay. Thanks, Alpha. Thank you, Janice. Okay, Thank you very much. Janice Graham, uh, of our common ground, tomorrow, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, here at Blog Talk Radio. We can have a real nice time.
I see um, I, that number looks familiar, but uh, I'm hard here that I'm going to take the call anyway. 516-666-9516. 312, welcome to the Alpha Show. Thank you for calling TruthWorks Network. Brother Alpha, happy new year. Uh, it's good to hear from you, man. This is a house music lover. House, how you doing, man? How's everything in this new year? Uh, everything's a little crazy for 2021. Uh, 2021's picking up with 2020 left off, apparently. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, you know, it's, uh, I mean, uh, the death toll here in Illinois is off the chain. The death toll mm-hmm. around the country is off the chain. They keep talking about the ICU beds that aren't available. You know, like yep. in California, why is it yep. get the get the get the military out there and build and build up build some uh, hospitals, build some you know temporary hospitals outside, and simply expand and have your ICU yeah. out there. But yeah, you, some, something has to, to something has to st- look at these riots. No masks. Everybody's packed together and they hollering and can Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, there was a there was a report about um I guess Wednesday some people, House of Representatives were packed in a room and Republicans refused refusing to wear masks and um yeah, you know, Democrats like Yeah, and it's supposedly uh, one of the people that was in the room tested positive today or something. That's uh, what I heard earlier on the show I was listening to today. So, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts. And um, the that California situation, yeah, they're, they're, they're telling the ambulance drivers, I guess you do your, your quick triage, and you think the people aren't going to be acting. Don't bring them to the hospital, or I'd like, well, I'd even pick them up if that's the case, um, which is <clears throat> super duper tragic. And yeah, I don't know why or if um, they're doing temporary hospitals somewhere um, uh, during what May last year here in Chicago. They used uh, McCormick Place and set up a temporary hospital. Um, uh, there's a hospital out by me out uh, in one of the south suburbs. Um, uh, what do they call it now? Is it Metro? Uh, it used to be St. Francis Hospital. They set that up. Actually, it, it had closed a couple of months before COVID really, really hit. Um, it had shut down, and um, they had uh, uh, set it up as a temporary hospital and put a, a few hundred beds. Um, but it didn't get that bad. That uh, they had to use it, but I think it's still kind of semi-operational, quasi-operational, just in case um, they have to use it again. So I don't know uh, if California, any place in California, is doing that. Um, I don't know. Hopefully they would. Um, hopefully when Biden gets in, he's going to release some money to uh, allow some places to do it. Um, I don't know, man. It's crazy. It's 
said everybody was hoping 2020, you know, once the calendar slipped, that all of the, a lot of the adversity would just go away. But, you know, of course not. All this stuff carries over. Plus you get, um, you know, Schittler acting up and doing what he was going to do. <laughs> you get all the rest of this on top of it. Um, plus, other little bad news and stuff, you know, of course carries over. Um, here in Chicago, uh, the famous Michael Flager um, got hit with a, um, uh, a a charge that he was he did uh, he what was it a child molestation or whatever from forty years ago. Um, yeah, four. Lady forty years ago. And who? Somebody? For did the victim file these charges? Yeah, yeah, it was a young lady. Oh. Uh, file these charges. I, I and, saw that. I didn't. Pay, I didn't pay it no mind. I saw it and and kept going. Yeah, well, it broke with um, was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Um. After the uh, the, the senatorial, uh, the, the Georgia races, the results were coming in. I think it was Wednesday morning it broke. So it kind of got buried. Um, and then, yeah, you have the Georgia races. And then, you know, that's the other thing. I don't, I don't know if uh, the listeners out there do a lot of reading or whatever, but there's this uh, gentleman, Eric Jerome Dickey. Um, died, 59 years old. He's a, a writer. I think I read everything he put out. Um, one of my uh, uh, favorite favorite contemporary authors. Um, he passed in L.A., uh, I think Sunday. And for whatever reason, I just heard that news like Tuesday or whatever. So, you know, world keeps spinning and all this other stuff keeps going on. But this um, this this Trump thing, it's it's it. I think it's so huge. Shouldn't be like like uh, Janice said. Shouldn't be surprising to anyone. Um, but it's so huge. Um, I heard a gentleman today describe it as um, the executive branch of the government attacked um, the legislative branch of the government. And I think that's like a hundred percent accurate in its description. Um, because it was an attack. It was planned. It was um they had an objective. They went in there looking for stuff. Um they there had to be the first people that got in had to be um they had to have knowledge of where they were going to get what they were trying to get, which was probably those certificates. Because um, probably in Trump's mind they figured without the hard copy of the certificates, you know, they, they would um, be able to uh, not award those electoral votes. Without the award of electoral votes, they couldn't, you know, uh, Biden couldn't go from um, the elect to, yeah, okay, I'm coming into office on the 20th, that it would stall or delay. And um, I don't know enough about the the process that that would actually be true, Um but something tells me I, I don't think Donald Trump and Israel really knew either. But uh, to me, it sounds as though, yeah, uh, that's what their goal was, along with the chaos, and then the rally was part of the cover. Um, 
and I don't know if you saw this about three, maybe four weeks ago, it was a story that um, the Biden team was not getting cooperation um, from the Pentagon. Um, they were getting shut out on all levels, and I think that's that was that's exactly why, because Trump put all those minions in at the last minute, minute, and they were out there, they were in there planning to do this. I don't put anything past him. I don't put anything past him. But his biggest problem is his his most of his plans are not well executed. Putin gave him gives him the ideas on how to do and what to do, and he simply can't. He simply can't do it. He can't. He can't craft out the plan to do it. So, I mean, <laughs> what's a trader gonna do? What's a corrupt trader? Putin's laying it out for him. He can't fulfill it. What's he gonna do? Uh, I don't know. Build a uh, Trump Moscow and let him come live in it. If he can make his way over there <laughs> before it all collapses, I don't know. Well, the only thing I'm really looking at is how he's going to get pardoned. He's looking at pardoning himself, and we know that's not going to work. So I'm looking at how he's going to do it. And in the next year, you got got 12 days. I still don't understand the pardon thing because uh, I, I thought you had to be guilty of something to pardon yourself, and at some point you had to, you know, uh, what is it, elocute, uh, allocute, well, or whatever it is. You have to tell yeah, the story well, of what the crime was, and so how do you I, pardon yourself I mean. and not be a crime? Right. And he hasn't been charged. Well, that Nixon, Nixon set that precedent. When they pardoned Nixon, he hadn't been charged. He hadn't been indicted. And that set that precedent that put that ball in motion. So, But Nixon still left office and gave us Jerry Ford. Wasn't that, wasn't that it? <laughs> yeah, well, Nixon, Nixon stepped down. He stepped down, and when he stepped down, Gerald Ford pardoned him for anything they would, they would be charging him for. <clears throat> Yeah, it's um, I don't know. I mean, but that was shady too. Um, and we know Trump's not gonna Trump's not gonna shut uh, step down and you know give Pence the opportunity to give him that pardon or whatever. Um, so he's gonna pardon himself and stay in office the duration and be exonerated from any future charges. I said it just doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. Um, no, he can't. Well, let me put it like this: He's going to try to pardon himself, but the courts will—it's not going to hold. That will not hold because no man is above the law, and you right. can't pardon yourself as president. You can't commit the crime and then pardon yourself for the crime, and that's when that's what's going to hold. And you're not supposed to be able to pardon other people that were. Participating in the crime on your behalf So it's uh, How many people did he already pardon Well how many people did he already pardon That 
we know that were acting on his behalf already. You know, from Roger Stone to you know all the rest of the Motley Crew. It's a bunch of, believe me, it's a bunch of. Yeah, it's um, all we need is all we need is a Department of Justice that has the cojones to start this battle. Merrick Garland is not the person. He is not. You don't think he's a. He's a good. He's, no. I think he's the, the the right person to head it up and 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 get to the no. bottom of it. Doesn't Merritt Garland that, have an axe to grind though against the Republican Party? He's too big of a coward to 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 grind that axe, so he's not going to do it. Mm. He's, he's not going to do it. That's the problem with the Democrats. Look at Joe Biden coming in and talking about. We got to bring this country together. This country is fractured and irre- irreversible in its division. You will not put these people. Humpty Dumpty was pushed. Okay? You're not going to put him back together. And the country will not come back together. Because you have one side that basically feeds off lies and the other side is trying to push the truth on them. They don't want to hear either one. That's the problem. Well, and it seems as though, um, you know, this particular uh, um, insurgency, if you want to call it, um, isn't over. Um, You know, some other stuff I was hearing today was uh, that a lot of those people have not left the area, and they're, they're just going to hang out until the uh, inauguration and then maybe try and jump something off then. Now, I would imagine it's going to look a, li- uh, excuse me, a lot different for the inauguration, especially, you know, after the fact of uh, Wednesday. Um, so they may not be able to uh, have these favorable conditions um, to do something then, but just like um, Janice had mentioned that there were incursions in other state capitals around the country, uh, the thought is that there are going to be other incursions around the country on the 20th also. So it's not, um, you know, it, it, it isn't over that uh, that genie's out the bottle. You know, these um, crazy-ass white supremacists, um, you know they got their uh, they got the end their ears pinned pinned back right now. Um, that dry one they uh, were about to do on the governor of Michigan. Um, that's probably one of dozens, if not scores, of little plots that they have uh, planned out. Um, and you have that Stephen Miller in the office uh, with Trump that. Uh, isn't he Jewish and he's a white nationalist Nazi wannabe um, that's in touch with all these cats? I mean, in touch with all these people, knows all these plans, has all the same mentality and the same mindset and the same goal uh, of disruption, you know, outside of what Putin is imploring Trump to do and imploring Trump to do. Um, 
and there's no doubt in my mind that he's in touch with all these uh, knuckleheads, all these murderers. Um, so, yeah, I can see the, the, the January 20th um, just being D-Day um, for these people. And it's really going down on another level because they've done their dry runs. Um, they've made their incursions incursions away uh, to an extent that might be satisfiable to them or, you know, hey, whatever, the D-Day is here, let's go, let's go get it. Now, where are they going to try and go get it? That's a, you know, that's a different kind of question and what exactly it's going to look like. That, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not uh, the, 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 the intelligence, part of the intelligence sector like that. I can, can't say one way or the other. But um, I don't doubt that it's coming. Um, on what level, what scale, you know, we'll see. Um, but Trump is, is, is truly out of his mind and believing his own demagoguery. And um, he has no, I don't think he has a, a hesitation or any qualms about folks dying anymore. He's, I mean, he's already killed how many people with COVID? And this thing, this, you know, this is, Trump's crazy. He's out of his freaking mind. He's got no skin in the game, except for he's the leader. <laughs> he won't, he won't risk yeah. the damn thing. Yeah, but he won't be, he's not going to be president anymore. That, that battle is lost. So as a private citizen, he does have uh he 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 has a lot to lose and very little um to stand on in terms of running interference and keeping him from being held accountable. But I think he's so far out, out there now that it just doesn't matter. I I can't like I said, other than getting to Russia, I can't see his out. What's his out? What's what's his end game? At this point, but I don't have a doubt don't, that he's still plotting. Well, I don't believe he has that much of an end game. I really don't. Hey, well, I, I got another caller here. I got another caller here, and I got about. I want to give him at least ten minutes. I think I know cool, who this cool. is. <laughs> so uh, thanks for calling. Call I'll talk to you all soon. I appreciate it. Take care. Okay, let me go up here to 646. Welcome to the Alpha Show. Thank you for calling to the Alpha Yeah, Alpha. Hey, Alpha, happy happy New Year's first then from to you, brother. I hope you and your family all is well. Hey, so Um, far, so good. This is y'all talking about Trump, man. The hell with Trump. Trump ain't even the issue no more. The issue right now is West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin. That's the one that's going to cause more problems for America than Donald Trump ever has. That's the one you need to be at this present day getting the F in line. Because he done already started his sugar honey iced tea with this talk about um, we may not make giving these poor people who don't um, 
need nothing other than this assistance to $2,000. You know what I mean? He done already started that garbage. You know what I mean? The bottom line is this. I don't get it. So, to me, I care about my tenants who need it. You know what I'm saying? I care about everyday people who need it. What the fool don't understand is that money will do nothing but help the economy. You know what I mean? Well, and here it is, you got people out here suffering. And you talking about Donald Trump. Donald Trump. White people are already telling them how they go deal with them. What? They don't, they don't care about the economy, Jay. What do we lose, 184,000 jobs? We lost hey, 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 listen, they care they care enough about the economy now that that's one of the tools that they want to use to make them hopefully be in a position to where as a clown like Trump will never be able to come forward. And you got this character, Manchin, that's just going to play games, and he's going to be more instructive than Mitch McConnell ever was. Just watch and see. Somebody better get well, him in line right now. Unless well, you're going to have Jay, real serious problems moving forward. Yeah. Jay, I mentioned, I mentioned Joe Manchin uh, about a month ago because he came, he went on Fox News and he declared that he wasn't going to allow the Democratic Party to come up with big spending ideas that's going to yep. spend a lot of money. Yep. And that simply meant, you know, He's going to vote for the Republican. And I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't be surprised if he jumped over to the Republican Party. If he changed it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. It, it wouldn't surprise me either. He's going to cause a lot, a lot of people, you know, problems. And he's going to cause the Democrats a lot, a lot of problems. You know what I mean? So, I mean, we've seen what Mitch McConnell's done. He's done already done stop any talk about reforming the Supreme Court. He done already basically stopped any talk about making um, Washington and Puerto Rico state. He done already said that he's not going to go along with most of the things that the Democrats want to do to make the country a little bit better. So, me, myself, I'm like, why are y'all playing games with him already? He done already tipped his hand. So that means, in all honesty, things are not going to get no better because of little weasels like him. See, what's going to need to happen in this country? And come 2022, that's what the Republicans are running on, that nothing's getting done. Hey man, you got you got lucky you got lucky that Warnock and Ostertag, whatever the hell his name is, one in Atlanta. And let me tell you something. Always remember Warnock is only there for two years. Always remember that. Now what may help him is if Stacy decides she wants to run for governor and two that may change or help him, but remember, he got two years in office and believe me. The Republicans are going to regroup because Donald Trump is they history. They, they show they Donald Trump what they think of him. They don't cut the him off from Twitter. They always yeah, they don't back. cut him. Yeah, they don't. They don't cut him off from Twitter, so that's going to marginalize him. They don't cut him off from Facebook, 
Instagram. They done basically cut his visibility in 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 total half. He's not gonna be as visible. He's not gonna be able to do what he did on Wednesday, which was the biggest joke this country has ever seen. You know, here it is. Everybody was under the impression that these white folks were going to come there on Wednesday and do something. The white folks that came there was under the impression that there was going to be some form of leadership to guide them and what to do. And basically the dumbasses couldn't do nothing but now set them up in a position to do jail time, pay heavy fines, and basically just be caught up in a quagmire and allow, you know, certain people to become richer because now they're going to be part of the prison industrial complex. And what was achieved? Nothing. Now, all one could hope for in regards to Donald Trump is that New York State go after his ass and that they put him in jail for a night because that's basically all that's going to happen. Now, if it was me and if there was one thing that I could do, and I would like to do is, I'd like to dismantle the whole Trump organization. Oh, that would really be good. That would really be perfect to just disband the Trump business and corporation and make them have to give up all of that wealth that he done stole. That's the only good thing that would be, you know, sufficient to me. So now they're trying to play the game with this pardon. Now they're trying to play this game with this impeachment and all this other nonsense. Man, listen, man. Let that man finish out these 14, 13, whatever days are left. Send him on his damn way. And then when he's a citizen, let New York State come after and do whatever they can to make his life miserable. Because he's, he's of no value now. He done been cut. You know how they say he been cut at the knees. He done been basically castrated because now he can't spill his hate the way that he has for the last six years and longer. So, I mean, come on. Let's focus on dealing with Manchin if we do anything. That's what we need to focus well, on, well, getting that back to the line. Well, Jay, Jay, the dealing with Joe Manchin is very difficult because – you, we are basically at the mercy of Joe Manchin because he is a deciding vote. Now, Lisa Murkowski. No, you ain't. You not at his mercy. You not at his mercy. Okay, don't don't okay, ever think you at his mercy. What do you do? Oh, I, I I tell him I tell him I put pressure on your state. I do things to your state to cause nothing but problems. I cut everything off financially at the state needs. That's what I would do. That's what I would start off with. I'll cut everything off in regards to your state getting anything. That's the number one I've thing that Schumer should not, do. Call him in the office. If I was Schumer, if I was Schumer, I would call him in the office and say, look, if you don't get in line, I'm cutting off everything in your state. Now you deal with it. Now you deal with it. And let's see. Let's see. Jay, that's what they did back in the day all of the red states, dollar for dollar. If you give a dollar to the coffers, you get a dollar. All of these red states are getting more than they're putting in. And that's how you bring them to, to their knees. That simply means hey, listen. you can cut. Hey, listen, somebody better play hardball. 
The what? All I can say is this, Alpha. Somebody better play hardball. Somebody better play exactly. hardball with Manchin. Because if they don't, it's, it's going to be nothing but problems. But, yeah, I would, I, would, I would call them in office and tell them we're not having this, man. We're not having you be an obstruction, Mitch McConnell, to the party when the country is in this type of crisis. For what reason? I don't know why. I'd, I'd destroy them. There's ways of destroying them. A person like that's supposed to be destroyed at this stage of the game. I mean, you know, I always felt that Donald Trump had had some sort of information on certain people that kept them in in semi-line. But now you're supposed to be in this situation, destroy somebody like Manchin and get it over with. He's supposed to now, from this day forward, become the example to keep everybody else in line. Always remember... Mitch McConnell kept his people in line. You Mitch know what McConnell I mean? Just look at how he dealt. Republicans always stay in line. Well, you know that. Look at the well, history. Republicans always well, stay in line. Well, you better you better put you better put Democrats in line if you think you're gonna be able to do something and achieve something because it ain't no way in hell. One man is supposed to when you don't gain power. Be able to dictate how you make moves. Oh man, you gotta crush him. You gotta crush him today. If they don't crush him today, then we get whatever they deserve. Because he's gonna be a problem. He's more of a problem for the Democrats than Mitch McConnell ever was. And we're gonna just have to see what happens, Jay. Hey, I gotta get out of here. Be good, brother. All right. Take care, man. Thanks for calling. All right. Jay is absolutely Yeah, just put me on mute. Right. But we talked we we spoke on that um we spoke on that all of those scenarios when uh Manchin came in front of the on Fox and started with that nonsense. But um, like I say, I want to thank Janice for calling, house music lover, and Jay. Janice, tomorrow, 10 o'clock, our common ground here at Blog Talk Radio. When injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. This has been another exciting episode of the Alpha Show. We appreciate your listenership. Thank you for joining us at TruthWorks Network, the Alpha Show. Join us next Wednesday, 10 p.m. That's where we are. And that's why it's almost the bewitching hour. It's almost checkmate. It's almost that time. The time is of no return. It's almost the time when we won't be able to recover. Because recovery simply will not be in the cards for us. We cannot, I repeat, we cannot continue down this road because this road is headed for the ultimate dead end.
Our Common Ground with Janice Graham. Transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. Saturday, 10 p.m. Join us live and live it on Our Common Ground. I'm Janice Graham, and I'll be listening for you. Our Common Ground, where friends come to meet comrades. I'm Janice Graham. You're listening to The Alpha Show on TruthWorks Network. Now back to Alpha. Alpha. 